Hello, and welcome to AdLib Heroes. My name is Joey, and I'm a lifelong DM and writer. At our table today is... Hi, I'm TJ, and I play Kirith Odell. I'm Riley, I play Grimlock Seaspray. Hi, I'm Bev, and I play Olivia Fortier. Some quick announcements. Please be sure to rate us and review us if you like the show, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's begin the story. Our story takes place in the country of Tusin, which has a land of green rolling hills. Wooden plaster homes form villages up and down the major roads, which are patrolled by young knights in glistening armor, hoping to prove their valor. However, stepping beyond these well-trodden arteries, one quickly finds the dark woods and forgotten places of Tusin. Two years ago, the war with the neighboring country to the west, Foran, ended after seven long years. Tusin won, but now the levies and soldiers that were trained have returned home. They were expected to go back to their farms and villages and obey the local lords and ladies, who are ruling by force. This has led to an increase of mercenaries and bandits along the roadways. We'll be starting in the village of Gralu. It is a roadside village of about 600 people that caters mostly to travelers. It is halfway between the capital of Ralu and the trade town of Abulant. The main trade road is flanked by a wooden boardwalk of shops, taverns, and inns, hoping to extract a few coppers from those who are passing through. Near the north end of town is a low building with a hard-to-read sign, advertising the Red Smoke Inn. The common room is open and well-ventilated, which is good due to the amount of tobacco smoke filling the place. Rux, the lizard folk's owner, sits behind a counter, carving pipes that are for sale. They are beautiful pieces of art, and he also sells a selection of tobacco. You can rent a leather hammock in a shared room for 15 copper a night, or rent out a room with four hammocks for five silver. So, we begin as uh, Olivier Forte and Kirith O'Dell have been traveling along the road from the capital city towards the town of Aboulant and are stopping for the night in the Red Smoke Inn. Grimlock Seaspray is working his way through town right now and is doing various chores around the inn. So, as Olivia and Kirith approach, what are your... We should probably talk quickly about what your characters look like. Sure. Uh, Olivia, I am dressed probably not the way most people would walk around in the street, except for my boots, which are sensible boots, but basically a corset dress. Her hair is strawberry blonde up in braids that lead to a messy bun. She's... A full-figured girl of probably her young 20s, human. Um, and yeah, she's standing next to... Uh, Kirith is a tall and slim but wiry, uh, taut-muscled elf with copper skin and matted and knotted black hair. Um, he looks the mercenary type, except for most of his armor and clothing are tattered and almost brought to rags. Um, very, very well worn. Uh, his face and bare arms, you can see evidence of either disease, scars, illnesses, pockmarks, 
around, as well as a fairly nasty scar over his left lip from someone's mean right hook. All right, so the two of you walk into this inn and you see the lizard folk carving behind the main entrance to the inn. Uh, it is pretty full in here. There's only a couple tables available. Uh, and it is, while it is one of the first roads off the inn, it, sorry, one of the first inns off the road, uh, it is well known to be one of the best places to stay if you have often traveled between the capital and Aboulon. Uh, because it has great prices and great foods, because there are a number of people who are uncomfortable staying in an establishment owned by a lizard folk. So, as you walk in and you see the lizard folk behind the counter carving, uh, have you ever been here before, Olivia? No, I have not. Okay. So, you see a lizard folk who has several ridges that are decorated with pieces of jewelry, uh, several splashes of bright color of makeup, sitting there in a leathern apron, carving away at a piece of wood, forming it into the shape of a ship that smoke will come out the base of. He looks up and says, Hmm, here for food, here for the night. Garrett, he speaks common. Yup. So do you. I couldn't respond to that question. But, but, both. Both, please. Ah, so, please sit. I will send someone, get your order. Uh, and we will uh, get you hammocks later. <coughs> Is there a, a table by the window at all, potentially? <coughs> yes, big window table. This, I think the smoke is good, I'm sorry. <laughs> so after a moment, he goes into the back and grabs uh, Grimlock. Uh, so what does Grimlock look like? Grimlock has a, a mane of black hair and a long flowing beard. Silver eyes, he's uh, pretty, pretty pale for, for a, a dwarf. I always picture them as, you know, like vaguely tanned. But he's pretty pale for a dwarf, uh, and a lot, uh, a lot more sinewy than you would expect of a common, of a common dwarf. And he's wearing uh, a loose, mobile clothing with a apron, um, a greasy apron on the front. Okay. So yeah, Rux comes up to you and says, "Hey, there is a human child and half elf over at table by the window." See if they want a spiced carriage and cabbage roll, bean and barley soup, or rabbit pie. Uh, sounds good. Um, do you know when we're getting, like, another employee? Uh, hopefully, hopefully, Jelu is back tomorrow. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, I'm on my way. So, you see this dwarf approaching the table, looking very, very uncomfortable. Uh... On top of your clothes, I assume that you're wearing a grease splatter and apron from helping in the kitchen doing this work that you are not used to. For those of you who have worked in kitchens, that'll get you real dirty real quick. Uh, and so, yeah, you walk up to the table. What was the menu? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> you walk up to the table and you look back at rocks. <laughs> <laughs> rocks. What, uh, what was I supposed to ask them? 
Do they want spiced carrot and cabbage roll, bean and barley soup, or rabbit pie? Do you guys want spiced carrot and cabbage roll, uh, bean and barley soup, or rabbit pie? Rabbit pie. I want rabbit pie. Rabbit, 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 rabbit. I'm fine. Which, which was it, rabbit or rabbit? Rabbit, little hoppy, delicious. Catch oh. it in your mouth. Oh yeah, but yeah, the rabbit pie. I think it's toads or something. Uh, okay, yeah, that one. And yeah, Kirith doesn't like when I talk about him to strangers. I'm fine. He's fine. I sit with my back to the wall and just like staring at the front door. <laughs> A nice hot cup of dissociation for the lad. No, I think he said he was fine. Oh, okay. <sighs> so yeah, you head back into the kitchen, give their give the order to a little halfling cook named Saro, who is rushing around because again, you guys are currently understaffed and you have very little clue what you're doing. Uh, you end up receiving Olivia a uh, a flaky crust pastry top pie with. Uh, well-cut rabbit with carrots and peas and potatoes in there. Uh, it is spicier than you expect. There's a lot of pepper in there, uh, but not painful, just not bland like you would often get. You sure you don't want to try this rabbit pie? Like digging into my trail rations? Yeah. You're eating a, just a cracker. Like, no sauce, just a dry cracker. I've got some dry meat in here, too. Beef jerky and a cracker. Fine like this. So, just so you know, Kirith, I'm, I kind of have a bit of a, a plan here. I think maybe they'll give us free room and board if I do the thing. Oh, the, the, the playing, the music thing? Just watch my stuff, okay? Sure. Right. You're paying the bills. I go over are. to the place where he's carving, I guess. Yep. Um, Rux, was it? Yes. What would you say if someone could play the pipes to entice people to come and buy your pipes? Um... Are they good at the pipes? Very good. I have it on great authority. Best pipe player in this room. As your brother, I'm uncomfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. I'm talking about the pan flute, obviously. Okay, uh, you can try. Great. So sh I'll stand up on... A table, not caring that I'm like kind of shuffling and kicking a couple of people's drinks aside and just say, patrons of the, is it Red Smoke? Red Smoke. Uh, pa patrons of the Red Smoke Bar, your lives were boring until today. If you would like, you could buy a beautiful pipe from Rux over here while you listen to this amazing pan flute music. All right, so roll me a performance check. Uh, 13 
plus five, 18. 18? So this to me strikes me as the scene of out of a musical where you play the first couple of notes and you're kicking some people's drinks and they're not on your side. But as you go on and it gets jaunty and people are clapping along and jumping up and dancing and people are ordering more rounds of drinks and you very quickly have Rux very, very happy as, uh, again, people are spending more and more money and Great. getting excited. So you end up spending the next hour or two playing different songs. And, and you very quickly have our waiter running off his feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the night, I'll note the three, the three items on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, it goes over very well. And again, part of that is, uh, do you have the entertainer background? Uh, no, I no. have the sage background. Okay, so it is not a class feature, so you aren't guaranteed for this to work then. R- right. right, I didn't know that, but yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> if, if you have... Uh, it's always worked for Olivia, so yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know the difference. Uh, yeah, no, if you have the right background, then it doesn't even require a roll. You just always get it. Oh. But because you don't have it as the, as the background feature, you can fail. <laughs> Luckily, not today. Mm-hmm. So as the night starts to wind down and there are less people coming in and people are starting to head to the rooms upstairs, uh, Ruck says, uh, private room for you. It's okay. Great. Great, great, great. So and the rabbit stew is on, rabbit pie was on the house? Yes, yes. Wonderful. Because uh, I didn't pay your waiter for it or tip your waiter. I should maybe tip your waiter. Um, it's always good to tip your waiter. Okay, okay. <laughs> Here, I give Rux one copper. Okay. And so he says, uh, so you want a bottle of wine or a mug of the of the amber? No, this is a tip. I know, but uh, part of me pay you. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Gareth, what do you like to drink? I look around the bar. Get the owner. Wine. I think he said wine. I think wine. he said wine. The wine comes in a corked bottle. The amber comes out of a cask into a mug, into a jug. Yeah, the wine. So he brings you over a bottle of wine and he says, You have a last room at the end of the hall upstairs. Come on, Gareth. All right. So when you enter the room, the hammocks inside the room are complicated to what you're used to. There is a bunch of uh, strings around a frame that are pulling a piece of leather. And at first, it looks like it is probably going to be too taut. But as you sink into it, it forms perfectly to you, giving you just the support you need. It's almost like floating while you sleep. If you sleep. Gareth, you've got to try one of these. I walk over to the far side of the room from the door, sit down cross-legged, put my backpack on my lap, huddled together, and just... Now, yeah, I'm good. Now that is your trait, so you receive inspiration as you refuse the amazingly comfortable bed. And uh, part of the reality in, in my world is elves have the option to sleep and half elves have the option to sleep 
It's just most of them will generally choose to trance. And yeah, I get ready to just enter trance for a few hours and probably be up way, way, way before my charge. I will go and place my, like, backpack under his other arm that's not holding his backpack and, like, put my fancy necklace that I want to keep, like, around his neck and be, yeah, just hold these. Keep them safe. Just, like, my pan flute under his one thigh. Like, (laughs) use him like a human locker. Yeah. So, meanwhile, downstairs, as the night starts to come to a close, uh, Rux comes into the kitchen and says... Uh, so when you finish that round of dishes, uh, what do you want to eat? The, uh, the spiced carrot and cabbage roll, bean barley soup, or rabbit pie? I'll take the, the leftovers of the bean and barley, I guess. Okay. Yeah, have as much as you want. There's some biscuits that are still a little warm, I think. Perfect. Uh, you don't mind if I polish it off, eh? No, it's, uh, you did good work tonight. It was very busy. Oh, yeah, I remembered... At least two of the three things. Mm-hmm. Which ones? Bean and barley, I think. That's the same thing. Not by my calendar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got one of these comfortable hammocks that you know that Rux makes himself that is in the, the main common room, so not, not one of the private rooms, but that's part of what you get paid for working there and... Like hanging over a table? Uh, well, th- I see them as like on stands on the floor. Like, you know those kind of wicker chairs with the big round basket that sits in them? Yeah, the, the, the turtle chairs. Yeah, the turtle chairs. So these hammocks are, to my mind, like those. Excellent. And uh, he comes over and he says, uh, yeah, you've done, you did good work this week. And he hands you three silver. Sensei always said, tip your servers. Yeah, I, I said that too earlier. <laughs> that, that's why I thought of it. <laughs> For the uh, uh, personality trait, the sensei thing. Oh, yeah. You, so, yeah, because your personality trait is you quote your sensei, you can take the inspiration for it. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll just, like, track that independently. Uh, yeah, so, you, so inspiration is a yes or no. Okay. You have inspiration or you don't. Mm-hmm. Even if you would do more than one thing that would generate inspiration, you can only basically carry one inspiration at a time. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, in the morning... Uh, a little after dawn, uh, I assume that Kareth is already awake. Uh, I don't know if Olivier or Grimlock are, or Olivia or Grimlock, my apologies. I'd be up at dawn, uh, just training before my shift starts. Okay. So, you start hearing a voice from uh, the edge of town, because this inn is near the north edge of town. Someone is running out of breath, but screaming, Orcs! Orcs! I'll go to the front door of the inn and peer out, but not... I'm not, like, running to go help them. Right. I would run to go help them. <laughs> so <laughs> there like is a, uh, 
a dirty farmhand in his late teens. He comes running towards town, and his arm is bleeding. Um, I would like to check out his arm. Okay. So that would be a medicine check. Yes, sir. Um, 14. 14. So he has a bad gash in it that looks like it comes from a very heavy blade, uh, but the sort of blade that is less sharp and more has a lot of weight behind it. So you start bandaging the arm, and he says, Orcs, orcs attack my family's farm. We, we need help. Um, where, which way is it your farm? Uh, so he points towards the, uh, the northwest, and he says, My brother Rock was very badly injured. Uh, we're we're going to need some help. I'm, I'm here to get Lisette, the doctor. Okay. Um, I would uh, start heading back to the inn, uh, start raising a, raising a ruckus, trying to find people. Sure. Okay, so yeah, you start trying to get people up. You're hearing a lot of noise downstairs, Olivia. I, like, turn over in my hammock and fall out of it into all of the strings. Mm -hmm. And then I also start yelling, help! (laughs) Help! 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 Kareth, what do you do? I see the dwarf now running down the street. Okay, he's got that handled. I guess I'll... Oh my god, what's going on? I'm in dire danger! <laughs> I kind of slowly walk back, curmudgeoningly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and You're screaming the whole time. and yeah. I, I yeah. believe in you. You can figure this out. I have gotten more stuck somehow. I've like got one leg up by my chin and one arm behind my back and I'm still like cats cradling even deeper into this string mess. There, there is one rope. Oh. How are you doing this? Oh. <laughs> you have to help me. I'm here to make sure you don't get hurt. I'm this about seems, to die. This seems like the safest place for you at the moment. <laughs> You're not going to hurt yourself. What if those orcs that I heard that guy yelling about come here right now? Yeah, that's true. You can't run away like that. Uh-uh. Nah, they probably won't make it. That dwarf looked up. I'm kidding. Are you still wearing my necklace? No, I piled all your stuff under your hammock when I left. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you eventually get free and... Okay, okay, okay. I just need like 20 minutes to get... Okay, nope, 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 nope. I will just throw this on. Okay. Why do you... It takes 20 minutes to look like this. Okay, well, I mean, not not like this. You really are just not... You really... You don't care. It's no fun if you don't care. Fine, let's go find this dwarf guy. Okay. So, meanwhile, uh, Grimlock, <laughs> as you've been running down the streets, uh, there is a half-elf with a big pot belly that you know to be <laughs> Isaac, the mayor of this town. And he looks at you and he's like, Hey, d- hey, uh, what what's going on? 
Isaac raised the um, ring the bell. They got um, those trouble to the to the northwest. Uh, orcs are raiding a farm. Uh, Kender, ring the bell. He yells at a nearby child who runs off to go start ring the bell. He's like, "We'll have to we'll have to get the militia together." Uh, so he take me take me to whoever gave us the warning. Uh, he went off to the off to the doctor. Okay, so you guys head away from the boardwalk that is the the kind of visitor part of town, back a little ways, and you find the doctor by the the white and red barber's uh, spindle, which was traditionally used to show that this is where they did things like bloodletting and other healing, uh, because this world that we're playing in, magic is not overly common, and most towns do not have a priest capable of casting healing magic. So a lot of the healing is conventional. So inside is a woman in her mid-60s, uh, very athletic for her age. Her hair is pulled tightly back away from her face, uh, and she is going over your work on the boy's arm. And as Isaac comes in, he's like, Gerard, uh, I hear there were orcs at your farm. The farmhand turns and goes, yeah, my brother, my brother was badly hurt. We need, to, we need to get out there. And the mayor says, well, we'll get the militia together, but it'll take a little time before we have enough people. And the farmhand says to him, we need to, get, we need to get someone out there quicker. And Lisette says, uh, I'm, I'm willing to go, but if there's orcs there, I might need... I might need some additional protection. I'll go with you 100%. Uh, okay, okay, she says. You're the kitchen hand at Red Smoke? Yeah, I'm, I think I got promoted to server, maybe. I didn't really want that, though. Maybe I can be a militia now. I don't know. I think you deserve another check. <laughs> uh, but what if we run into Oryx? We might need someone who knows how to fight. I'm sure we'll find, like, another cook on the way there or <laughs> something. You know orcs aren't made of bacon, right? They are made of meat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hadn't considered it, but I guess that that's probably true. So she starts heading with you and, uh, and the farmhand, who has now got his arm in a sling and they're heading kind of back towards the north end of town, and the mayor is looking around, and he's sending various people he sees off to go grab someone who might be able to help. Uh, so back at the inn, where are Olivia and, uh, and Kirith? Um, I would probably still just be watching things going on from the front door waiting for her to get ready. Yeah, I w I'll try to be very quick, and then... I'll get downstairs to Harry Kirith a little more. It's really not okay to say to a woman in any situation or really any person to comment on their appearance as, are we going out there? Why are you just standing here? Are we going out there? I thought we were going to see the orc thing. Aren't you like a roving adventurer, roguish, daring? I My mean, job is to keep you safe until you get home. Yeah, so whatever I do between now and then, I just try to push past him. I'm very weak, but I try <laughs> to push past him. Outside, you hear a voice go, 
I'm looking for some mercenaries who'd be willing to escort the doctor out to the site of the attack. I'd be willing to pay two gold ahead. You may have my sword, I fumble as I try to pull my rapier, which has barely been unsheathed ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's money. That's real money. Still has the tag on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally all it takes for... I I thought we were friends, man. I've known you for two days. Yeah. I thought we were friends. Well, that's what I was thinking. That's fine. I also could use two gold. I mean, I totally have all the money to pay you. I mean, I totally have all the money to pay you. <laughs> yeah, I don't love the way you said that, but whatever. Yeah, two gold. That's that's big boy money. Let's go. So uh, as you guys are heading out, because this is a game of D&D, you are the three people who volunteer <laughs> to escort the doctor out to the site of the attack. And the mayor hands her the six gold to pay you when you get there. So as you leave the town of Grelu, you start heading through the well-farmed areas. There are fences marking the farms of the various farmers, but they are more boundary markers than defensive. Uh, It looks like most of the other farmers have hunkered down as the boy ran past them. Well, boy in his late teens, but... They, di- they did not come out. They hid and hunkered down. Uh, you head through and you walk for about a little over an hour. Uh, up ahead, you see the last farm before the trees start to rise and you are at the edge of the woods. Uh, the farmhouse has a waist-high stone wall marking its boundaries. The house itself is a blocky two-story affair with solid wooden shutters closed tight. A woman in her 40s sits on the roof with a short bow, staring out to the east. There are rows of vegetables sprouting from the ground, mostly undisturbed. However, there is a pig pen behind the house that has had its fences smashed, and the pen itself is a smoldering frame, still smoking. I just start softly singing to myself Mm -hmm. because of my anxiety, just... Uh, one of the Queen's hymns. Yes. Mamma, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you right up there? So the woman turns around and she looks down and she's like, oh, think. And then she pauses for a moment and she's like, Gerard, we thought you were dead. Get in the house right now. And the boy kind of hangs his head and rushes forward, and he's and he's mumbling to himself, I brought the doctor for rock. <laughs> and the woman kind of starts climbing towards the window, and she's like, I'll be right down. She heads through the house and comes out and says, uh, thank you, thank you so much for, for coming. Is that if you want to go see rock inside? And she, she's shaking your hands, and you're like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I'm Karine Aubert. Uh, thank you, thank you for for helping. Uh, oh, of course, anytime, ma'am. We are very brave adventurers. Uh, yeah, we were we were attacked in the in the middle of the night. So uh, I'm fortunately only 
Only Rock was hurt badly, and now that Lissette is here, I hope he'll be all right. Uh, do you know where they head off, headed off to? Uh, yeah, they they came. So there was a group of them, and they were pulling this big long wagon. They started smashing their way through the the pig pen, and they were slaughtering the animals and throwing the bodies onto the wagon. Uh, Rock went out to see what the noise was, and one of them chased him to the house and hit him in the back with a huge axe as he fell through the door. We managed to get it closed, and uh, we we did what we could from the roof, but we couldn't we couldn't stop them, and I don't think any of the pigs survived. Um, can do you think Doctor Lizette will be able to help Rock? I mean, he's. He's got a fever, but he's he's breathing and. Um, can I come in? Uh, yes, of of course. And she opens the door and uh, brings you inside. There's probably about four or five more people inside. Most of them are carrying farm implements, kind of like weapons, watching the doors through barely open shutters, staring to the east. Uh, she points down the hall, and she's like, Rock's sleeping in there. I'll head down towards the doctor. Okay. So she has the the boy in his uh, early 20s on the bed. He's lying face down, and she is examining the large gash in his back. Uh, can I attempt to help her along, or is she just kind of way better than me at that? Uh, so she has a plus eight on her medicine roll. You can give her the aid action, which means that she would roll with advantage. Excellent. I'll do that. I feel like Olivia had a plan, though. Um, player question. Yes. Just willy-nilly doing magic in front of people. Bad idea? Good idea? <laughs> it will scare some people. However, if you were in this situation, right. do you think that your reaction would be, Worried if people are going to be scared of it. Yeah. Um, I'll just put my hand on Dr. Lizette's shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, I learned a song that I think could help. Oh, all right. She seems very confused. I, I need... Can you back up so that I can play it for him? Sure, she says, and she's now got a suspicious eye on you. So I'll pull out my pan flutes, and I'll just start playing a soft melody and kind of almost like Reiki, like mm -hmm. not touching the body, moving my hands over where the wounds are and trying to make it flow properly. And I will use one of my first level spell slots and cure wounds on the child, on uh, the guy. Yeah. Uh, it's a D8. Plus, I believe your spellcaster modifier. I rolled max, so he heals 11 points. So he had five hit points as a commoner. Right, right, right. Good, so good. you are playing over the wound, and a what color is your magic energy when you're healing? Uh, when I'm healing, my magic energy is like a lilac, purpley color. So that color starts flowing over the wound, and it almost seems to be pulling it closed. By the time you finished... Uh, there's not a scar there. It is the 
cleanest part of his back. You can still see the dirt and some of the old blood, but he sits up with a smile, and the doctor's like, okay, so here's... And she, like, pulls open the purse, and she hands you your two gold and hands you your two gold. I give the... Give the doctor a hearty smack on the back. and he's It's a good thing I came out here. We have a cheater over here, I guess. I kind of perk up at watching that, like realizing that she is also a magician. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a little trick my mom used to teach me. Made me feel better. So anyways, we don't need to talk to anyone else about this. You did a really good job, Dr. Lizette. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you ever want to practice that song again, please stop by my office. Do you have someone in dire need at this moment? No, but... Oh, okay. There's, you know, sooner or later, I could always find someone who would love to hear that song. Well, I think we probably still should deal with, even though we just got... I know, Kirith, we just got paid, but we should probably still investigate these orcs. Because they could just come back here and do it again. They could. Sorry, we probably shouldn't speak in the newly recovered boys' room. Man, child, teen. <laughs> Excuse us. He's about your age. <laughs> Excuse us. We adults have some adventuring talk to do. Hmm. Let us exit. So this house is has a long hallway with several bedrooms for farmhands and multiple generations of the family. And then there is uh, a bigger common room slash kitchen. And most of them are currently in that common room slash kitchen. Uh, Karine, the woman who was on the roof, currently has a kettle over the fire. Um, I just kind of pull you, and I don't care if um, Grimlock if Grimlock also listens. But I'm like, we might need to start getting out of here because uh, people sometimes freak out a bit when I do stuff like that. So yeah. As Rock is coming down the hall and... Like, like, like just not being here when, when they all see him might be, might, might be better for us. I think we can trust the doctor to vouch for you. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, when, when Rock comes out and he's like, hey, Corrine rushes over and wraps her arm around him and says, oh, thank God you're all right. And she goes to the doctor and she says... Thank you so much. And Lisette goes, yes, I'm very, very good at my job. <laughs> She's so great. She's so good. It was amazing watching you work. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yeah, the doctor is very happy to, well, she doesn't ever seem very happy, but she has no <laughs> problem taking credit for your work <laughs> after you asked her to. Yeah, but I'm still kind of mad about it because <laughs> I'm a complex human. Mm -hmm. Or just a brat. But <laughs> anyways, to his point. Let's go kill some orcs. Wait, what? I want to kill some orcs. But they, they left. Okay, there's three of us here in this militia. Let's make it democratic. Grimlock. But I'm not. Part of this militia? No, I am the militia. I don't know who you guys are. We are <laughs> also part of the militia. This democratic militia. I'm... Okay. 
Okay. All this those. Is the strangest conversation I've ever heard. All those who wish to go orc hunting, say I. I. I'm, I also want to do that, but. You. The way you vote Grimlock <laughs> is you say I. I? She's just kind of like this. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> so two of us want to go. Maybe they'll give us more money for doing extra good. better not turn into a habit. <laughs> I promise I will never force you to do anything ever again. I mean, what am I going to do? Club you over the head and drag you away? I mean, you could try. But I don't think my parents would be too happy if I have a big lump on my head. Probably would be pretty happy that I stopped you from going to run into an orc tribe. <laughs> haven't met my mom. That's true. All right. Figure out how much money it's worth and I'm in. Okay, so I guess we'll take an hour's walk back to town to ask a guy for money, then an hour's walk back out here, or we could just do it and then hope. Roll me a quick insight check, uh, Kareth. Oh, I'm good at that. 16. The mayor was very, very quick to offer money to help. You don't think that you would even need to make a deal with him beforehand. All right. We show up with some orc ears. He'll probably pay us. How else are you going to prove that we actually killed some orcs and didn't just walk off for three hours and come back? Okay, good point. But I just didn't think the plan all the way through. I just remembered the mayor actually offered, I think it was two gold per, per orc ear. I don't think that he, he said two gold per head, as in the number of heads coming out here to the farm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes, he did not put ears? a bounty on orcs. No. I'm sure he doesn't love them. Mm -hmm. Right Probably on the border not. of his town. I mean, they might just be hungry, so we should maybe check that out, but... I mean, orcs. even... Well, a reminder of one of the things that is different of orcs in this world. There are no longer naturally born orcs. About 2,000 years ago, the orcs that lived in this world decided that they were no longer satisfied with Grumish, their god, uh, and they forsook him in general. Half-orcs are generally chaotic good. They are the descendants of the people who were once orcs, but they are very independent. They tend to have a very Grecian city-state-inspired culture and they expect a fair deal with their gods, so they are very transactional in religion. They will make a sacrifice if a god will deliver, and if they, for example, sacrifice a cow to a god and the god doesn't deliver, that god will never see another sacrifice from that half-orc. Any orc you find is a cultist who has dedicated themselves to Grumish, the orcish god of war, and has under undergone rituals to mystically transform into this race that no longer naturally exists. Right. As I remember that, I say, hungry for evil, <laughs> which must be stopped in this world. I don't think that the livestock was particularly motivated to do any evil. No, no, they're hung they eating the innocent livestock is is the evil act. Plus, the these, these pigs gave to charity a lot. 
Yeah. So. Read on. Perfect. I look at the ground and with my zero nature score discern. You need me to find the tra- follow the tracks, don't you? Walked around here. So you head out to the pig pen. Uh, in the mud, there are uh, the heads of several of the pigs that were beheaded, but you aren't finding any of the bodies. There are deep ruts through the mud in the field, uh, about eight feet apart. There is this one big heavy wagon. Uh, as you're looking at it, even with no survival skill, you can tell that there are no draft animals pulling it. The footprints in front of the wagon are all booted. So it looks like the orcs pulled the wagon themselves. Easy enough to follow? Yes. They either went this way or that way. I point in the two different directions. Back at the pen. Yeah, yeah. back at the pen. <laughs> they either out. came to the pen and then began to fly. <laughs> Are we not going to address how they got how they got a donkey to wear a set of boots? <laughs> Grimlock, you're making my day even better. Uh, you ever hear something so dumb your your brain just kind of turns off for a second? No, I've never heard anything like that. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> so you begin to follow the tracks out into the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever is leading the way through the woods, I would like a quick survival check, please. I don't like the forest. Oh, you sing when you're scared too? Sure. 12. 12. So, as you begin to follow the tracks, when you reach the edge of the farm, you see that part of the wall marking the borders was smashed down. Uh, As you head into the woods, again, with this wagon that is probably about seven feet wide, they do not leave a hard-to-follow path. As you head through, the trees start to creep in, uh, dark and heavy, reaching out with bare branch fingers over the space below. Uh, You are heading through a a long narrow tunnel in the forest uh and Kareth or sorry yeah Kareth 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 sorry all good Kareth you stop the group as you start hearing snarling up ahead over the next rise I put my finger to my lips in a looking at the others in a show of wanting them to be quiet. Uh, I'm just checking what my one racial ability does, if it lets me hide multiple people in the forest, or just myself. I am pretty sure it is only you. Okay. Uh, Probably. Uh, I can't find it now. Oh no. Uh, Yeah, that's just me. Um, I whispering just they are. There's something just over this next rise. Uh, I suggest 
stay low, stay hidden, and go take a look. Well, stay lower, I say to Grimlock. I, I could also, one person could go, and I could, I, I take my pointer finger, which has a copper wire wrapped around it, and I point at him, and I use the cantrip message, and I say, I can talk to you in your mind. You can reply to this. Don't fucking do that. This way, I could ask you what's up using this, and then you can reply to me. Great. Do it to him. Okay, well, but if you're the sneaky one who's going to sneak up there, it might have to happen to you. Okay. If you're, if you're way too uncomfortable with it, it's okay, but... Do you, want me, do you want me to take a peek? We'll just message him then. Are you... How capable are you? <laughs> I'm not the sneakiest, but, you know, I don't have to hunker down so much. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, go for it. Okay. If just I don't so have you know. to be the first one they see, that's great. I uh, point at Grimlock. To g- this is what it sounds like when I cast at you. I send my message. You can reply. Like, with my thoughts. I, uh, I believe with message you need to whisper, so it's like whisper. you've got a, a sub-vocal mic. Oh, so okay. you stare at me for a bit. No, you have to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't Over. have to make the, <laughs> the sound. What do you mean? Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, I'll ask you in a couple minutes what's going on. Okay, keep an eye out for the signal. Oh. Which is putting your heads over the head, putting your hands over your head and waving wildly. Yeah, exactly. Great. All right, so you want to sneak to the top of the hill? Yes, I would. Roll me a stealth check, please. I'm going to use my inspiration. (laughs) All right. To roll can I use that retroactively? Yes, you can, as long as you don't have disadvantage on the roll to begin with. Cool. So that was worse? Yep. So you okay. get to take the better of the two. I got a five. Five? So you reach the top of the hill, and you stand fully up <laughs> as you look down. Uh, there are a pair of wolves that are fighting over a, a large bone that... Uh, that was lying in the middle of the road. Uh, They were struggling with each other, but when they see you, they turn and they start snarling at you, their fangs barred, glaring at you. I'm gonna about face and give the signal. Do we see him? Yeah, you, yeah, everyone sees him. He had a five on stealth. (laughs) Wave my arms like an inflatable guy on the side of the road. I will begin to move to the top of the hill. Yes, I will also join. I think he needs our help. Okay. So you join him at the top of the hill. Uh, and again, the wolves are snarling. Your survival check uh, beat the DC. So the wolves are protecting the food they have. And that is their main interest. So the fact that you are 80 feet away from them, they are warning you off. But they are, unless you force it, 
the wolves are okay if you just leave them alone. Um, yeah, I'll kind of peer down and survey the situation and relay that information. Just yeah, they're just, they have food. They don't want us to take the food. They're not so hungry they want to eat us. So we just take the long way around and find the tracks on the other side of here. Okay. Sounds good. Um, is, does the meat in my mouth look like, uh, look like one of the farm animal animals that had been taken? Uh, you can roll me a nature check, which I believe is off of intelligence. Also a five. Uh, it is very difficult to tell the difference between a pig bone and a human bone. There's some meat over there. Uh, do you, can you can you tell the difference between the like? Nah, no, okay. <laughs> no, because I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bone from eighty feet away. <laughs> That's fair. What do your elven eyes see? <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> you called me short like five minutes ago. So, aren't you just some short guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While uh, these two are bickering, I would like to just listen to the snarling and and try to add their sounds to my repertoire of sounds. Okay. <laughs> I have the feet actor, which okay. means that I can mimic people that I've heard or animals that I've heard. Okay. Cool. So you practice your wolf snarls? How method of an actor are you? Oh my god. <laughs> what if I have to play a wolf in a play? You're right. Hugger, hugger. I'm working. It's new. It, uh, let's go around. Okay. Good call. Okay. So it probably takes about. 10 minutes to circle around through the, the thick trees and the heavy undergrowth. Uh, but then you find your way back to the path the wagon was taking. You follow it for uh, probably another 45 minutes, and then it opens up into a dry riverbed. So the white stones that the river had washed clean are laying there. There is a narrow little trickle heading down. The wagon has headed both ways up this river bank. So it would take another survival roll to figure out whether it headed more to the north or more to the south. What's the more recent? Yes. Okay. I can roll survival. 24. 24? You are very certain it headed north. Okay. Oh. Yeah, the uh, tracks to the south are drier, older. These are they, they definitely went north, like, this morning. That's some magic. And then you start to hear oh. a distant singing from the south. What? Who's are back in Whoville? <laughs> <laughs> um, do I recognize the song? Uh, no, it is not familiar to you. Uh, you. It seems to be rather improvised. Hmm. To the south. But you think they went to the north. They, the wagon went to the north far more recently. The singing is happening right now. Doesn't sound like orcs. I thought we were out here for orcs. I mean, I'm interested in what that is, too. Um, 
would I be able to tell if it's like a like a hymn of some sort? Does it sound so? You can roll me a religion check. Another five. Another nice. five. Yeah, you're entirely uncertain. Okay. I, look, we're out in the middle of the woods, uh-huh. unfamiliar territory. Uh-huh. Nature is damn scary. Uh-huh. Probably not a great idea. I mean, name two stories where following a singing and an enticing voice has ended poorly. Okay, name four. Name. Oh. You look like a sailor. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. We will I mean, ignore the singing voice. Clearly, very close. Like I'm not going to stop you. Okay, hey, let's go look at it. <laughs> Just gonna be annoyed. Okay. <laughs> so you want to head to the south towards yes, the singing. I follow the singing voice. Uh, I believe that that might be uh, your flaw. Oh. I am easily distracted by new information. Yeah. Potentially. Mm-hmm. May so also be a personal flaw. Yeah. So that gives you inspiration. Advantage for that. Cool. Have added it. All right. So you follow the road to the south. Uh, after you've walked for about 10 minutes, the singing stops. And then you hear a voice say, Halt! Who goes there? It is I, the talent scout of the forest. I don't know what's going on. I heard your voice and found it quite alluring. So you hear a flapping and then a giant owl lands in the middle of the riverbed. Uh, and when I say giant, I mean about the size of a large dog. And on its back, there is a tiny figure with a bright mohawk uh, that is red. And they are carrying a lance and wearing uh, leather armor. And the figure jumps off the owl and says, Is this an orc trick? No, we are orc hunters. We hunt orcs. Good, they shouldn't be coming down the river this way. I've got enough trouble with the bitter butter goblins. Uh, I assure you, we are here only to help. Uh, May I ask your name? I'm Cherry Boots, and you are? My name is Olivia Fortier, soon-to-be famous singer here in Toussaint. Mm. I'm the guardian of the entrance to the Feywild. Oh, that's right. That's, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, we do not wish to uh, enter the Feywild, I don't think, uh, at this moment. We just want to solve your orc problem. Good. I- I- in return, could, could I potentially... Get a feather from your owl. Um, so she gets off the owl and she goes and she holds its head in both her hand and she starts chirping at it and it chirps back. And she says, Reginald agrees. Great. Reggie? Re- no, Reginald. Full Reginald. Sorry, Reginald. And Reginald. The, the owl reaches down and puts its beak to its chest and pulls out a feather and hops forward and drops it in your hands. 
my life has never been better. <laughs> I'm writing owl feather in my inbox now. I am just flabbergasted by this entire interaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just rubbing my temples with my left hand. Um, do you know how far north along the river the orcs are? Yes, they're in the old castle up there. Oh, good. Uh, do, you, do you know how many of them? Uh, probably about 40. Are they there for any reason in particular? <laughs> um, probably because it's a good place to rest between raids. They got there about a week and a half ago. Yeah, that's a lot. You don't have any else that we can fly around on, hey? You are too big for even Reginald. Darn. Listen, if you want, I can see what's going on there for you. That would be a great help. Yes. Do you yes. have any saltwater taffy? Um, Not currently. How much saltwater taffy would you be willing to bring me? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Grimlock, you've been in this town. Is there anyone who makes candy or sweet treats? I mean, I could just commandeer the commandeer the kitchen and give it a shot. Oh, okay. Um, would there? Do I know of any any? Uh, what's there's a, a specific word for someone who makes candy. I can't think confectionary? of it. Confectionary? Conf- are there any confectionaries in the town? Not in Grelu, no. Okay. And you usually have to go all the way to Valens, mm. which is past Aboulant, to get saltwater taffy. Oh, okay. Um, I, I can't promise that we're going to make it all the way out there. I can promise that I will give it a shot. Hmm. She's looking at you and considering it and goes, I'll make you a deal. If you swear to me by your name that you will do your best to bring me an eighth of a pound of saltwater taffy within a year, I'll go check on the orcs for you. I will sign a blood pack to that. I don't want any blood. I just <laughs> want you to swear on your name. I have, like, some jam, too, if that's a little... Ooh, how much? There we go. Uh, small jar. So she looks at that, and she says, a third of the jar, and I'll do it. Perfect. Start scraping it into her hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she goes to the owl, and you see that hidden in its feathers, there's a saddle. She pulls out a sack and holds it open. Jam in a sack. Jam in a sack. Mmm, <laughs> a jam sack. <laughs> They are weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So after she's got her sack of jam, she jumps back on Reginald and she flies off. She returns about half an hour later and she says, most of the real orcs are gone. They're, they're taking their wagon to the, to the south, but they're cutting a new path. There's only maybe... Three or four of the full orcs, and then a couple wannabes in the castle. Oh, wannabes. Deal with that. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to become orcs. They've been oh. trying to prove to the orcs that they should be some. Men and dwarves that haven't undertaken the procedures yet. Mm. Should probably stop them before they get the chance. Why uh, would you... Never mind. Because they suck. Yeah, I would <laughs> rather be a fae than I would be. But you can't become one. I, I know, I know, I know. Well, I know. not at your age. I'll bring you... I'm going to get some saltwater taffy, and I'm coming back here. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. I look really forward to it. It's not a threat. <laughs> I, I wasn't... Was, is this a threatening voice? I rarely <laughs> threaten people. Yeah. Am I... Oh. You're doing the threatened voice. Oh. That's how I talk to children. Maybe that's why I'm not good with children. Could be the volume. I don't know. Children mm. are fickle. This is also true. Kind of like the Fae. Her off, dude. No, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I got fey blood. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope we meet again very soon. Uh, I mean, it's singing. my charge to stay here and stop the bitter butter goblins. Yeah, I want to know more about that too later. Oh, yes. they sneak out to to make people's butter bad. <laughs> uh, they sneak out like they're from the Feywild. Yeah, and you got to mm. keep them in. Ah. I got to keep them in. They're not supposed to come here and ruin butter. Li- okay, their name is literal. Uh, ca- yep, yeah, of course, of course. Why did I expect anything else from the Fey? And then there's a bunch of farmers around here who leave out cream and honey for me if I'll keep the bitter butter goblins away from them. This is a great Can we town. Go? <laughs> <laughs> Can we go? <laughs> <laughs> she does a pretty good you, Kirit. Let's go potentially kill some things. Will that make you feel better? No. I don't like fighting. What is it that you do like? Bitter butter. Go hang out with some goblins. I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're pissing her off. Let's go. Let's Mm -hmm. go. Let's go. (laughs) Thank you. Goodbye. You're a great singer. Let's go risk our lives for some farmers that we don't even know. Uh, Or maybe for some gold. Which one seems like more of a petty thing? You can't survive on that bar- that sack of bark and pennies that you've been eating out of forever. You can at least take the meat. You think he calls your good fairies pennies? I think he's talking about my trail rations. Ah. So you guys start heading the other way uh, up the river, and eventually you can see squatting on the hill a ruin of an old castle that the courtyard has a large tree growing out of, and it's hard to see the castle for the trees around it. The squat gray stones are oozing moss between the cracks of them, and you can see that there are a couple of large figures sitting near the entrance to the courtyard. Uh, They're wearing leather armor and carrying heavy axes. They are quite big, but they don't look as big as you've heard orcs are. Orcs are generally over six and a half feet tall, and these people are maybe six feet. Okay. I'm going to start whispering, even though we're hundreds of feet away. What's the plan? Two of them in the courtyard. I don't know how many. Uh, is there only the one entrance? 
Yeah, uh, there only appears to be one entrance, but you aren't 100% sure. Mm -hmm. You also see, as you're surveying it, that there is one tower still standing in the castle, and there is a flickering light coming out of the tower, uh, like a torch is in there, even though the sun is just beginning to set. Um, we could take a look around, see if there's any other entrances we can find. However, that would have to be pretty sneaky, as we might alert some others. But we do know that there's only a small number of them. We can probably take these guys by surprise. So, sh so we should start by sneaking up and go with go with what happens we don't get spotted, just keep looking for an entrance, and if we do get spotted, then we fighty fight. I don't know, I'm not great at planning. As you can see, I am a master of, of plans Tactic. and tactics and following through, not going on a whim. Might be able to draw them from their post by pretending to be lost. Oh, that's actually a pretty good plan. A bad call. Anyone a good actor? <coughs> you seem like a good actor. Thanks. You seem like the tough sort. If they charge you, you could probably take care of yourself. Hopefully. That's the idea. You don't need to be a great actor. Like, if they're orc orcs or orc wannabes, they're going to probably attack whatever they see. That's fair. So, are we going to first try sneaking around, or are we going to just straight up go and try to pull these guys out? I think could do a combination of the two. I think that our best bet is a couple of us find find a hiding place. And one of us draws them out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll I can be the bait. They get a hit on me. I'm less likely to die from a single hit. Yeah, you look tough. Okay, so let's go find a place to hide. Yeah. Okay, so you can hide in the woods probably about 80 feet from the, the base of the, uh, the castle away from the gate. Uh, and any closer there, it would be much more difficult to hide. So if you're hiding by the entrance of the woods, or sorry, by the end of the woods, uh, you would ro make your stealth check with advantage. That first rolls a 2 on the dice, then a 12 on the dice. So I'll take the 12 plus 4 stealth. So 16 Kay. stealth for me. Um, I will try to hide closer. Um, even with light foliage, I can still hide due to Mask of the Wild. Okay, that so you still get advantage even going closer. Okay, uh, yeah, I would like to be within like 60, 65 feet. Okay. I rolled a one and a two, <laughs> so my stealth is five. Okay. So you start crunching through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I cast message and whisper to Kirith. Uh, I can hear your boots. And you hear from up above, hey, who goes there? I turn around, and if he hasn't started walking out yet, just guess I'm the bait. I, sh I shrink. Okay, yeah. so you can make your stealth check now. 
also with advantage because yes. you're back with her. Nine. Nine. Okay. So, uh, you can see that each of them is is getting a javelin ready. I wish to bear witness to the greatness of Grumsh. Oh. Roll me a deception check. I'm going to use my inspiration. <laughs> Grimlock, I don't know what he's saying. Ten. Ten? <laughs> How'd you know to come here? Your tracks weren't hard to follow. I heard word of your glorious raid on the farms to the southeast. So they kind of look at each other for a moment. Um, and I just need to check something quickly here in my notes because they know names that I don't remember. Okay. So they whisper to each other for a second and one of them says, we could take him to Wumkug. And then he's, and then the other one says, hey, are you alone? And he's staring right at Grimlock. <laughs> to my knowledge, so they start heading down with their javelins ready. <laughs> got some got some fresh baked bread for sale. <laughs> you just come wandering out of the forest as well. So they they look at each other and they're like, "Ah, yes. Show us your breadwares, merchant. We will pay you money for your bread." Mm. Reach into the reach into the backpack and reveal a pretty stale loaf of bread with like bite marks out of it. Okay. So they are getting, they are coming close to examine the bread. Are they walking past me? They're, they're walking close to you. They've got their axes ready. Okay. They, I'll, yeah, they I'll are. step to the side. Okay. Uh, so we are using cards for initiative because it makes my life a little easier than trying to remember what you all pulled. Mm-hmm. Because they are lying about wanting to see your wares and pay you money for it. That sounds right. Unbelievable. So everyone pull a card for initiative. You don't have to pull from the top. You can pull anywhere from the deck. I was about to ask. I got a nine. Nine of hearts. So then it comes down to your initiative modifiers. One. Two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the orcs are trying to get as close to you as they possibly can to attack you. So, do you let them come right up to you? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, they're getting close. They've got their axes ready. And when they get close enough to look at the bread, so within five feet of you, they start raising their axes. And it is your turn, Grimlock. Okay. Um, I would like to get uh so get one of them in between me and the other guy okay take a little sidestep yeah and take a um take a couple of shots of that guy okay so you're just using your bare hand starting to pummel into his torso mm-hmm. just uh two quick ones to the to the ribs okay so roll your first attack 
11. 11? So you go to hit him and your fist scratches along the tough leather armor that he's wearing, or the tough hide armor he's wearing, sorry. Okay. And I get a second one. Yeah, as a bonus action. Yes, sir. Natural 20. Nat 20, so bum, 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 bum. 20. So that means you Four. roll the damage dice twice, but only add the modifier once for your damage. Cool. So seven. Seven? Okay. Nice. So you scrape with one, and he's kind of laughing, and then the other one you deliver a powerful blow right to his solar plex and he doubles over and coughs a little bit <laughs> uh, and then uh, it is your turn it's me yes uh, does it look Kay. like that guy is down he is not down Kay. he is hurt but he will okay I will rush him drawing my long sword okay and take a swing okay 22. You slash deeply into him, roll your damage. Well, let's see how deep. Three. I rolled a one. Okay. So he looks at you with shock and surprise and betrayal in his eyes. Wow, but you believe that? <laughs> but he is not down. Yeah, they do not have a strong insight check. Okay. So the one that is looking at you with betrayal tries to hit you Kay. with his great axe, raises it high over his head, and has a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. Doing 14 damage. <laughs> cool. So I assume that drops you down to zero as a level one character? Yes. All right. The other one circles around his friend to try and swing at you and has a 12 to hit. Uh, 12 matches. 12 matches, so... Um, oh, no, no, you no it doesn't, sorry. Your dex 30 and wisdom, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, you swing back away from the axe, uh, and now it is your turn, Olivia, and because they don't know you're there, any attack roll is with advantage this turn. Right. Um, but also, my duder friend is down. Yes. So... Um, is starting my bardic inspiration a action? It is a bonus action. Yes. Okay. So it's bonus action. So I can get... Are they within 30 feet of me? Uh, yes. Okay. So I will run up and I will start with bardic inspiration and I will give Riley... Sorry. I will give Grimlock a d6 to an ability check, attack roll, or save. And I will also run up and cast. If I run in and cast, they'll get attacks of opportunity on me, won't no, they? Not in, no, that Kay. is not in 5th edition. Great. I will run up and cast Cure Wounds on Kirith. Okay. And ding. you get six hit points back. Great. And I'm just kind of standing there playing my pan flute. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you rush forward. You're like playing some fight music, staring <laughs> at Grimlock. <laughs> Rushing in, I see you kind of like sliding and putting your hand on the deep injury on yeah. Kirith, and the wounds start to close, and Kirith is like gasps <gasps> awake on the ground. Um. All right, so we are back to the top of the round. Uh, 
Kareth has just been awakened by Olivia revealing herself and sliding in. One of the two wannabe orcs is very badly injured uh, and seems focused on the still, I believe, slightly injured Kareth. Uh, and the other is focused on Grimlock, and it's Grimlock's turn. Um, going to take another shot at the uh, at the badly injured orc and kind of uh, so yeah another quick rabbit punch to the ribs kind of thing and then uh, do a back kick to the other guy try and get his attention. Sure, and you can decide after you know if the rabbit punch took him out whether you want to switch your focus to the other guy. I have a quick question: Is Olivia? challenging either of them in such a way that Grimlock would get flanking? No, flanking, flanking does not really occur in 5th edition. Oh. Uh, there are certain class. so if you were a rogue, if you have an ally within 5 feet of you, it triggers your sneak attack, but you don't need them in a flanking position. Cool. Is the you most can, important. You can spend your action to aid someone the same on an attack the same way you can. In like By distracting them or something? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah but, but it takes your action to... Um, there'd be almost a moment of like slow motion eye contact between us when you're doing your angels in the outfield dive <laughs> <laughs> over to bring him up and then yeah, a rising rabbit punch yeah. <laughs> okay when does he have to decide if he uses the d6 uh, he has to decide before I tell him whether or not it's successful Okay. but he can do it after he rolls the d20 okay 16. Okay, so that is going to hit. Roll your damage. Uh, three. So his eyes go wide and then he collapses. Excellent. I'll, um, and then spin over and uh, give him a, like a straight back kick. Spinning back kick? Yeah. Nice. And that is a 10, so I'm going to add the d6 of is it Bardic Inspiration? Yes. Eleven. Eleven total? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you do not manage to connect. It's hard to target a spinning back kick. Mm. <laughs> All right, Kareth? Um, so from the ground, I kind of like open my eyes and I see him now targeting the uh, second one who I believe was actually the one that hit me in the first place. No, it no. was the one that's gone Kay. down because he felt so betrayed by you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, am I currently being threatened by the second one? Uh, yes, Kay. Yeah, you're all three of you are right around him, so you're Kay. threatening him and he's threatening Okay, Then I will uh, use half my movement to stand up. Yep. Uh, so he doesn't just get bonuses or advantage on me. Yeah. Um, and I will, like, root through my hair very quickly and pull out a living flea. Okay. And cat and uh, channel through my uh, druidic totem to cast infestation. And what does your druidic totem look like? Uh, it is a kind of loose uh, leather string wrapped around my wrist and left, uh, left hand covered in tufts of animal hair and feathers and like rat teeth uh, very clearly from like small animals things like pigeons and rats and uh, even like small dogs and cats. And so does it start to glow a color as you cast infestation through it? Kind of a muddy brown. Okay. And, and he has to make a constitution saving throw. Alright. 
He has an 18. Yeah, he succeeds. Kay. So the uh, a small cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites appear momentarily uh, around his face, and he does not care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he is now more worried about the dwarf that is dropping them left and right. So he swings at uh, at Grimlock and has a 21. Yeah, that hits. Doing 10 points of damage. Are you down? Oh, no. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> got scared. <laughs> so, Olivia, you see him gasp in surprise, but he's still up. Fighting is danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will, in my offhand, continue to play my loot. And as a bonus action, I will, again, give Grimlock a d6. Okay. And I will pull out my rapier for the first time ever and try to stab a thing. Okay. An 11 on the die plus 4 is 15. That's going to hit. Roll your damage. Heck yeah. Uh, 7 points of piercing damage. Okay. So yeah, you catch him deep inside the thigh and he does not like it. Uh, <laughs> don't mind me. Toot, toot, toot. Grimlock. Uh, I'm actually going to try and uh, get a little straight kick uh, right, right where that hole was just made. Okay. Uh, so 19. 19 will hit. Nice. Or five damage. And he collapses as you hit him where he's being hit and falls to the ground unconscious. I immediately pick up my sword and double tap these guys. Okay. Oh. Not even a question. Just hack at both of them until they stop moving. Just oh. <laughs> standing there stunned for a second. And by the rules of how death saves work, it would mean that if you hit them each two times, they have then failed four death saves, and they are definitely dead. And are these orcs, or these are... These are people who are hoping to... They are wearing orcish armor and weapons, but they are not orcs. Does Kirith seem, like, okay in his right mind? I am, like, deadly calm when I do this. Okay. And just then I clean the blood off on their their cloaks or shirts or whatever. And just, just slowly back, like accidentally bump into Grimlock a little bit. Uh, um, okay. You're the one that wanted to hunt orcs, right? Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, that, 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 that was me. Um, we should maybe, um, pull, uh, pull pull them maybe into the forest or something so it's not, you know, immediately evident. Good call. Okay. So you hide the bodies in the woods. I'll quickly give a peruse over if they have any valuables. Uh, So on them, you find a total of 21 copper. I'll look around and, like, like hand them each seven copper. Okay. Uh, Yeah, they, they do each have great axes. Uh, and three javelins, they are not the best quality, but they are not terrible quality. They are better than what you have heard orcs would carry. Hmm. Okay. Do we 
take a couple of javelins. Okay. I don't think that I'm proficient with great axes. It's I'm assuming it's different. Yeah, than great axes are a martial weapon, and yeah, you wouldn't have proficiency with great axe. You would have with battle axe for being a dwarf. Uh, and then I believe javelins are simple weapons, so you are proficient with those. Cool. We could also just hide the bodies here and then potentially take these back to the town and try to sell, not the obviously not the bodies, but some of the weapons and stuff. Would anyone like to buy a man who <laughs> wants to be an orc's corpse? How, how many javelins <laughs> were there? There were a total of six. I took two. I'll grab the other four. Unless you want some. After you grab four, hold up my hand and... <coughs> I'll give him one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so that was break the uh, break the head off the the javelin. Have a nice little uh, coral staff. Okay. <laughs> you made a stick. Uh, you know what? Turn Good. it into a club. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, do we maybe want to um, pretty pooped, like exhausted. Mm-hmm. And. And you look like you could use some rest, too. So should we just try to move away some, and then we can just keep picking them off from in the forest? That risks the others coming back. Yeah, they're going to be looking for their looking we for know, their boys. We know that currently there aren't many in there. That's true. question um i can only use medicine to like stabilize right yes okay how injured does he look does grimlock look i'm like very yeah very could we do a short rest though oh yeah because then we i won't get any spells back but this is player not olivia talking Mm -hmm. but like i won't get any spells back but i am hoping kirith has something case any of us goes down but uh yeah no all i know how to do is summon bugs <laughs> yeah that was interesting that whole one bug turning into many bugs yeah yep let's see one on your shoulder and <laughs> try and fling it off vermin it's fine yeah it's hey fine. listen So who wants to hide a couple bodies and yep. just, like, relax for an take hour? A, take a breather. Uh, so rather the way that short rests work, I'll actually let Joey explain. Yeah. He's the DM. So a short rest takes an hour. Uh, you can spend hit dice. So you have a number of hit dice equal to your level. It becomes more difficult if you multi-class, but you roll uh, as many hit dice as you like, and you don't have to, to commit to them all at once. Uh, so if, for example, when you go up a level, you would gain D8 hit points, you would roll 1D8 and add your con modifier. That's how much you you recover. Oh, cool. Uh, you get your hit dice back. You get half of them back after a long rest, uh, and it's rounded up. Oh, okay, cool. So currently, yeah, you're a level one monk. You would get D8 plus your con mod. You can just recover that after, like, you know, taking an hour-long breather instead of having to, like, make camp and go to bed. <laughs> and then to regain our short rests, we have to take a long rest? No, you can take multiple short rests. You can only take one long rest per 24 hours. Okay. Oh. But we only have one hit die each right now, so, like, taking an extra short rest isn't super useful unless we have 
abilities that recover on a short rest. Right. It okay. is very good for a warlock. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So you guys pull the bodies into the woods and then hide back in the dark trees, keeping an eye on the squat ruins of the castle ahead that seem to lay restless but unmoving in the night. Uh, the sun starts to set, and it is going to be dark by the time that you are done your rest. And I believe that that is where we will end the story for today Great. as you camp in the woods. Dun, dun, dun. Stupid humans don't have dark vision. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Do I have torches? I have a candle. I'm just going to be running through this castle with a candle. Why do I even own torches? Oh, you didn't take <laughs> the cantrip light? Uh, no, I needed message and I think prestidigitation. Uh, <laughs> oh. To light your candle. No, oh. I, I have vicious mockery, actually, so that I have an attack cantrip. That's also mm -hmm. a very good call. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. You would have gotten a pack in your equipment, most likely. Yes. Most of those packs do include light sources. Torches, usually, yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll double check that before next session. Cool. We don't, we don't have to worry about... Uh, we don't have to worry about dark vision. I'll, uh, I'll just hold her hand while you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have to go ahead? <laughs> you apparently have like 14 HP or some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both caster classes, so... <laughs> I have the same hit die as him. <laughs> well, oh. you did take Max at first level, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. TJ rolled the one and kept it. Yeah. <laughs> I assume you have 11 hit points? Yes. <laughs> Gnarly. <laughs>